Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Proud members of the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Cat, stay alive, baby. We're a horror movie comedy podcast, everyone. We're and I am Ketrin Porter. I'm going to tell the tale and spoil it. And I am Kim Burns, and I'm going to try and stay alive. Yes. Um, I think she's going to do well. Ooh, don't, don't jinx me, Ketrin. You do yeah. this. I know that was... I think she's going to do really bad, honestly. I'm going to prove her wrong. (laughs) You just try and hold me down, Porter. (laughs) Also, I love your little septum ring. Thank you. Obviously, we have best friend matching little things. (laughs) I tried to put mine on my septum this morning. Yeah. It hurts me so badly. Yeah, this is a different style than that one. Oh, Oh, this isn't the one that we have matching ones? No, the matching one is too big on my nose. I don't know why. If I put that on my nose mm-hmm. the way that you have it right now, it looks like I'm wearing like a a massive hoop on the side of my face. Like it, like it really? sticks out real far. Like it's weird. Like for, further, like look how the light's hitting mine. Like more than that. It feels like more than that. Oh, maybe I just have like a a wider more bulbous nose i mean i do have it's we do just have different shaped noses and faces in general it's just it doesn't look that yeah we do look different (laughs) (laughs) it's shocking it sounds like we're the same person but we actually have completely different faces yeah which is crazy so um join our patreon to see that we have different faces to be septum rings Uh, Okay, well, maybe that's because that yeah, one this, I did try to put it there, and I was like, "Ouch!" Yeah, I put it. I put it on this morning just to like. I I like it on the side better, but I just wanted to see, and it was like immediate tears, yes, like, bursting out just of my your eyes. Ducks and I was like, are just like, yeah, her <laughs> splash. <laughs> like you don't even feel anything. You're just like, I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, not for me. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm meant a, for I'm a different side nose girl, different places. Side nose, and I used to put it on my cartilage too before I got the real one. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, that's our that's our uh, piercing segment. Should, maybe I should get my septum pierced when you get your tattoo. I love you with a septum piercing. And I will be honest with you, that is not one of my, like, favorite piercings. Because um, I yeah. think you just have to have the right face for it. And apparently you do. The only thing is I would definitely want a ring. And it's a little harder to hide. Because E actually has this piercing. But he has the the two pokey downs. Where so it's a prong like, and you can yeah, and so tuck, you can it up. tuck it up. Yeah. Um. Well, something to think about. Yeah. Super cute. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Anything? <laughs> I don't know. I simultaneously feel like I have a lot to talk about and nothing to talk about. Let's let's start with the a lot. Oh, I don't know what it is. Oh. I just feel. Oh, yeah, just I feel. feel I feel the energy in my I've body got, of I mean, like having things to say. Yeah, I've got. A, I've had a good week. I'm still dating a person. Hmm. That's been good yeah for i don't know if i've talked about him on here yet you haven't i mean oh. you've mentioned him as that that there is that a human exists but that's about all we've gotten yeah i don't have much to say about him but uh in a good way she doesn't yeah, yeah yeah no i don't know just just keeping it to myself for now um i get it uh, i'm still married that's good that's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I was trying to think of what we could call him on here. And then one day you were like, Abraham Lincoln. And I was like, Catherine texted me. He's like, how's Abraham Lincoln? And I was like, is that me? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, uh, good? What's happening? And then she was like, no, the boy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's his name now. It is his name. Great. And I can't wait to meet him and go, Baberham Lincoln. Oh, How no. you doing? Oh no. I love my job in regards to who Kim is dating is the best job. I get to be intimidating, crazy, and embarrassing. And I love it. Intimidating, crazy, and embarrassing. I don't think you're ever any of those things to the Oh no, intimidating you are sometimes, but you're not crazy. crazy. Or I don't really mean crazy. I just mean like I don't have any like I'm I'm just here to make sure that this dude is cool. Like that's my <laughs> only job. Like I don't I I don't have anything to prove to him. I'm like you have everything to oh, prove to I, me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's how I so it's it's just a great well, it's a great job. He got a second vaccine yesterday. <gasps> yes. I can get mine on. I have two appointments now. I'm <laughs> like I have to cancel oh, one. I had one for Tuesday and then I like happened to look again and then there was one on Saturday and I was like, may as well bump it up. Yeah. Um, But as in this Saturday you have it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, And uh, what else was I going to say? Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Oh, and that job that I had the second interview for, they gave it to someone else, but they were like, we felt like such a spark with you. We kind of want to create like a different role for you. And so I think I'm going to be like the personal assistant kind of for like the main, for the, for the main person. And he's like so cool and like this huge spirituality teacher and like has a retreat in like Ibiza and shit. Like I'm like, Uh, so I don't know. I I think I'm going to take it. This guy lucked the fuck out getting you. Mm. Like, it was his lucky goddamn day. And he doesn't even know it yet. Thank you. And thank you for all of your good vibes that I know you put out there, Sammies. I appreciate them. 
Yep, yep, yep. Hopefully this will be an amazing, wonderful opportunity. And who knows where it will take me. I have no doubt. Um, I guess the only news that I have is I now have my hair and tattoo appointment to become my full person. So I already told you guys that I had my tattoo appointment scheduled. Now I have my hair appointment scheduled. And I'm turning into a butterfly. Very Coming exciting. out of my cocoon. Very exciting. Becoming my full self. I I just, you know, I give no fucks. I want to express myself the way I want to express myself. I made so many choices pretty much up until the pandemic. Well, I got tattoos. But, like, I made so many choices based on, like, what our industry says you have to be or look oh, like. Oh, yeah, and totally. I'm, I'm not I'm not doing that. Anymore. That's what I when I sh- shaved the side of my head. That's exactly yep. how I felt. I was like, fuck this garbage. I'm going to be me. Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. So um, people can work with the actual me or they can fuck off. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear a movie? Mm-hmm. Great. So how do we do this? All right. The movie that I watched is called Lights Out. It is directed by David F. Sandberg. It is written by Eric Heiserer with screenplay by David Sandberg. Oh, no. Screenplay by Eric. Story by David. Um, And produced by James Wan. Ah. Look at you. Look at me. Okay. Dead or alive. What year was it made? Did you say that already? I didn't. And I didn't look it up. Kim. I like to know. It helps my brain. Actually, I do know. 2016. Great. Yeah. 2016 know. is much different than 1986 is all I'm saying. It helps Those my are very brain different years. Yes. Very different years. To know what I'm seeing. Um, yes. Is this the one that's – is this based off like that YouTube short – uh, we researched it as we were watching it. Uh, it yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Well, was the short made by the same people? That I don't know. I'm going to have to post more. Well, no, you're going to have to post more. I'm going to have to post more. <laughs> yeah. Dead or alive. Uh, Becca. Alive. Martin. Dead. Dad. Alive. Mom. Alive. Diana. Dead. Brett or Boyf. Dead. Cop one. Alive. Cop two. Alive. We have our first half point for Dead or Alives. I'll what? tell you when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How's okay. that? So would I have gotten a half point either way then? Uh-huh. Well, that's a bullshit question. I'll tell you when we get there. It's, I it's demand a, a deletion. <laughs> a deletion? I'll tell you when we get there. It's very weird. And if any if any of our sales have watched it. it's impossible to get a full point, that's just rude. So would you like three points? What? Oh, I just gave away your score. You only got two. <laughs> it was two and a half. I'll give you three. <laughs> God, you guys... I, I have to clear something up. The way I I I don't give Kim like the amount of lashes based on how many she gets wrong. You would think <laughs> that I like whip her with a switch, 
based on how many points she doesn't get. It's not based a on fair her. question. I don't even I'm have the just, opportunity to get a full point. I would never I'm ask ju- that question. I would be like, I'm oh, just letting you I know. won't put that person down because it's not fair that she can't actually get a full point. It's impossible. What the fuck a point I'm, is that? I'm just letting you know. Guys. It's an automatic negative on my end. It's not fair. I I don't. I don't whip her with a switch based on how many points she doesn't get. (laughs) I like to win. Burns, we are in a textiles building, which took me forever to figure out what it was. (laughs) Uh, I had to rewind it. I saw the sign on the building. It says Wells Textiles. Okay. okay? Because uh, inside we have mannequins and clothes right very creepy mannequins of course and then we also have like a very long industrial looking hallway uh and it's very dark at the time that we're in here so uh here we are we cut to a man uh in his office picking up the phone and it is your friend billy burke Billy Burke. Oh, Billy we Burke. go way back to Baltimore. Yes, we do. Yep, matter forty nine. That one night. That. <laughs> yep. I didn't, we'll I didn't hook up with Billy Burke, you guys. That made it <laughs> no, sound no, no, that no, way. No. Yeah, but I that did. One, that, that one, one night, night in Baltimore, <laughs> <with> Billy Burke. <laughs> I did hang out with him in Joaquin Phoenix, though, and this was a long time ago. So Joaquin was pretty wacky. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. but very fun. Love, yeah. Love had fingered tambourines. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. He did have fingered tambourines. Um, I didn't hook up okay. with him either. If that's what you're, that wasn't a. <laughs> yeah, there were no. There that were no wasn't hookups. a. Um, what's the word? Like a euphemism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he had finger tambourines. He had some real finger, finger tambourines. tambourines if you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Billy gets on FaceTime with a young boy who's in bed, and the little boy is like, when are you coming home? Oh. And Billy is like, soon, bud, where's mom? And the little boy's like, I don't think she's feeling good. And dad says, I get it, bud. We're working on getting her better. Mm. And the little boy tells dad that she's been talking to herself again. Uh-oh. And Billy repeats, I'm going to get mom better. I promise. So then he hangs up with a little boy. Little boy's name is is Martin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Billy Burke's his dad. He then hangs up and we see Billy like plop this giant file box on top of his desk. And it's labeled Mulberry Hill Asylum. And it's got like all these records Mm -hmm. in it. And that's all we know. We then... uh, have his assistant come in to his office and it's very dark in here. All of the lights are really only like the safety lights, I would say. Um, Okay. Like his office has its lights on, but outside it's like, like the warehouse. Okay. mm -hmm. Got it. I see that. And uh, the assistant is like, I'm going to close up. Do you want me to have someone stay overtime? Obviously, because he's still there and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. So the assistant is now in the hallway, and she has a checklist. Like, she's kind of going through 
uh, making sure everything is in its place. And the way that the hallway is lit with the safety lights is it is just a long line of pools of light. So just circles of light. And at one point, all the lights go out. And so she goes, waves her arms Mm. to make them turn back on. So they're like safety motion lights. And when she when they come back on, one of the racks of clothes she notices was moving. No. As if someone had been there. Eek. Uh, so now she goes into one of the stock rooms and uh, she the light is on in the stock room and she turns it off and sees in the corner something that looks like in the shape of a mannequin. But then she flips the light back on and there's nothing there. Off, there's the figure again. On, it's gone. Off, there's the figure again. On, it's gone. Off, there's the figure again. On, it's gone. Off, monster charges! (laughs) And she like, she sees this shadow like coming at her and she turns the lights back on and it's gone. That was too many on-offs. Why was I, I so many? Because <laughs> I was trying to lull you in a sense of false security, and then it worked. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, but I still <laughs> got scared. Um, so now she goes into the dad's office, and dad is on the phone with somebody, and we hear him saying, well, can you at least get her to not lock herself in the closet? Oh, no. Okay, well, maybe we don't call it an intervention. And then Esther, who is the assistant, is like, boss, I saw something in the back room. And Billy Burke is like, I, I'm sorry, like, I got to I got to I got to deal with this. And she's like, okay, well, be careful. So now Billy hangs up with whoever he was talking to. And we see a picture on his desk. That's him, the kid from FaceTime. And mom, played by Maria Bello. Oh, Maria Bello. Yeah. What? what yeah. What? what <laughs> where's the confusion happening? It's somewhere. I'm just not sure about what. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I know who Maria Bello is. She's blonde. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now Billy has left his office. And he is now in the pools of light yeah. hallway. Okay. okay? And I would say between each circle of light, there's maybe like a foot of darkness. Okay. Maybe two feet. Not much, but like a space of darkness okay. for sure. Okay. And um, he's kind of, you know, doing his thing and he hears something. And it's kind of like a scratching noise like someone scratching something into a surface and he turns around and in one of the darknesses between the pools of light is this crouched over figure sort of squatting on the ground scratching Uh, at something no and and it's just like uh you remember how you described uh, the the aliens in Attack the Block where you were like, it's so black? Yes. That it, okay. So th- picture that where it's like a shadow, but it's like too black. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Um, and so he sees this like crouched figure that's all darkness, and he goes, "Esther." And I was like, "No." I was like, "Listen, man, I." have only seen Esther the once. I get that. But I am able to easily identify that that is not your assistant Esther. For sure. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> Esther was his wife. Okay. Esther the assistant. Okay. Yeah. No, Maria Bello is his wife. Oh, right. We had this. We just had we a conversation this. about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, um, cool. Esther is. It's not Esther. Well, but I, I didn't know that Maria Bello's name wasn't Esther. That's true. <laughs> you didn't know. Hey, Mom? Mom, mom of my son. No. <laughs> mom, not my mom. Mom of my son. This is, in case you were confused, Shadow. Yeah. So uh, he sees Esther, and then I just wrote no. Period. Being like that's not Esther, and then all of the lights go off. No! So pools of light are gone, no. and he no. waves his arms again to make them come back on. They come back on. But we see that the crouched figure, yeah. not Esther, has moved to the next <laughs> no! No. part of darkness. Closer. And is like, yeah, and is closer. All right. So question one. What? What do you do and what does he do? Where am I in relation to getting the fuck out of here, Dor? Uh, I'm not sure where the exit is, uh, but your office is is uh you're between not Esther and the office uh and then it's a pretty it's a huge space so though I don't know where the front door is there are lots of places to go so not Esther is in front of the direction that I was walking towards yeah like they're blocking the way yes okay uh well shit I assume the door is that way then Probably. Uh, gosh. And we're in 2016? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why is that funny? I don't know. It, like, I feel like it makes sense to be like, so we're in 1980, like no cell phones, but it's like 2016. I mean, that was, it does feel like eons ago, 2016. <laughs> well, that's why I was still checking. I was like, we have cell phones. That was you my thought process. Phones. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm going to start by pulling out my cell phone and putting my flashlight on. So I'm okay. always in light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if this thing uh, doesn't appear in the light, I'm a fucking skedaddle out of there i'm gonna be like light 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 as i run by like just yep just hugging the wall you know Um, or leapfrogging into each pool of light (laughs) too scared too scared (laughs) then just nothing grabs one of your legs and you're like um yeah i'm gonna use light as my weapon okay against this thing and um he's gonna hmm i don't know him yet what's he doing Hey, Esther. Not Esther. It's moved closer. <laughs> uh-huh. That's suspect. Uh, hmm. What's this? What's that guy going to do? Uh, I think he'll keep being like, 
hello, like trying to figure out who who it is kind of, you know, still trying to like just leave, but also like what what's going on? One point for you. Yes. My lightsaber worked. You picked up on a clue very quickly that Billy was a little slower to pick up on. Billy makes a run for it. Okay. He is tripped Uh, by something. See, I knew it. Yep. I knew that was going to be the leapfrog thing. You did know. So when he stands, his leg is scratched open. (gasps) What? What? And Open he's to like, Esther? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so he stands, looks at his leg, scratched to bits, not Esther, right the fuck in front of him. And she's got kind of like a whisper creep thing happening where she's just kind of like, no! He looks down and he sees what you already figured out right off the bat, that the toes of not Esther, like, d- won't go into the pool of light. So he then is like, okay, I'm going to make a run for it, keeping the lights on, and make a run for it to my office. Um, uh, and so he goes into his office, but his office has a big, giant window that he can see out into the rest okay. of the space right question number two you're in your office with the lights on what do you grab and what does he grab um uh, presumably knowing that there's a monster outside that's afraid of light just in case that wasn't clear like you're like i don't know i grab my coffee take a sip i'm thirsty no no i i get it i get i got the question i I didn't think he was just going back to chill okay cool I was just thinking, <laughs> I was like, I hope my future boss isn't just like, I see a creepy monster person and they're like, Kim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't think of me yeah. that way, sir. Um, I mean, a flashlight, okay. flashlight, candles. I, I don't know what this guy keeps in his office. I'm going to keep, I'm going to stick with my cell phone flashlight and if I have another flashlight in my office. Okay. So just, just sources of light. I'm just going to light That's up. Gonna grab. Yeah. I think he does the same hand in hand. One point for you. Uh, he grabs a baseball bat, which uh, okay. for those of you that aren't familiar with uh, mm. America's pastime, baseball bats, they don't, they don't light up at all. Yeah. They're they are just, not lightsabers. No, no, no. They're just, uh, they're just wood. That's it. Uh, Baseball bats. So he grabs a baseball bat. At this point, the motion lights outside of his office go out. No. But he's still. (laughs) Okay. He's still in his office. Right. Lights on. Holding a non-light up baseball bat. When the lights in his office begin to flicker. No, no, no. And he's going. No, no, no. The, that's what, <laughs> really? really? Yes. He's just going, no, 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 no. Darkness. No. He then hears a scratching noise no. outside. No. And he hears his door slowly no. open. And then he's pulled into the darkness, disappears 
outside dropped from the ceiling into a pool of light mangled to bits. <gasps> no. Billy Burke dead? is dead. Oh, Billy, say it ain't so. Yeah. Um, and, like, we can't really see what his body looks like, but it looks like his, like... Things are not pointing in the direction right. that they're supposed to be right. pointing. Right. If, yes. if you know what I, I mean. do, I do. Yeah. So then we see Lights Out, which is the title of the movie. Cut to apartment, heavy metal, posters of heavy metal stuff <laughs> and like real, <clears throat> you know, edgy shit. And I wear black and my eyeliner is really thick. Okay, you see the vibe. Yeah. But I also have really long, lustrous blonde hair. I don't judge. You do you, girl. Uh, it's a couple post-coitus in the bed. He wants to go again. And she's like, no, also leave. And I wrote that he's real anxious attachment style. But I think I'm wrong. Uh, as I watched the movie, I was like, he's secure attachment style. She's avoidant attachment mm-hmm. style. Gotcha. Um, because he uh, is just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why do you always kick me out after? So she goes and she takes a shower and she kind of just looks at herself in the mirror with sort of like dissatisfaction with herself, her life, whatever. And this and is a new person we haven't seen before. New person we haven't okay. seen before. Uh, it's Becca and her boy, but we don't we don't know that yet. Okay. Um, we see that like she has some like cuts on her upper arm that look like really precise, mm. uh, healed over razor cuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't come up ever again, um, other than to kind of tell us that she's troubled. Yeah, it's kind of all we need to know, and. She comes out and he is now, he did not leave. He's asleep. And she wakes him up and she's like, you have to go. I have to work in the morning. And we then learn that she has never let him stay over. Mm. And he's like, it's really weird that you don't let your boyfriend stay over. And Becca's like, boyfriend? Who said anything about boyfriend? Uh Uh-oh. And he kind of like stares at her being like, what the fuck? And she's like, I mean, you are the only guy I've been seeing. And he's kind of just rolls his eyes and he's like, a drawer. Give me a drawer that I can <laughs> keep a pair of jeans in. And she's like, nope, no jeans. And he's like, socks, a sock. Let me keep a sock here. <laughs> a sock. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, no. Um, And she's like, seriously, leave. I have to work in the morning. I will see you tomorrow at the concert or something, whatever. Which also just shows you what COVID has done to my brain. Because as soon as she said concert, I was like, oh, my God, that gathering, that is so big. There's going to be so many people there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Like, it's an involuntary reaction when I'm watching stuff. It's so weird. Um, So she's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh. But when she leaves the room, he sneaks a single sock into her top drawer. (laughs) Cute. Yeah. And then she literally, like, kicks him out, like, pushes him out the door and closes it and is like, love you, too. And he walks outside and then he's on the street and we hear her be like, hey, Brett. And she's 
Romeo and Julieting out her window. And she's like, I like you a lot. And then she throws his sock back at him. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, you know, I'll take it. Like he's he's just sort of like progress, you know. Yeah. We then cut to a pick of Becca and she's like in a posed uh, family pick with her and a little boy. And the little boy is the little boy from FaceTime. That's Billy Burke's son. Okay. Oh, so we have, okay. So we have that picture. It then moves over to another picture, but we see that it has moved us into a new house. So right. it's like Got this it. picture is the same on two mantles. And then we move over to this other picture and it is now a picture of a of a, a whole family. So it's like uh, Billy Burke, pic- uh, picture of Billy Burke, uh, Maria Bello with Martin, and then like one with Becca. Like so just a lot of family photos. It then pans over even more to a little boy in bed. And it's Martin. And his door is like a little bit ajar. And so he's like, Mom? No answer. And he looks just like the little kid from Never Ending Story, by the way. <gasps> oh, Sebastian. Same kind of Sebastian, yes. Yeah, same kind of mouth. Love. Like very similar. Uh, and I, uh, I wonder what that kid's up to. These days, let's post mortem. Let's post mortem. (laughs) Yeah, what what are you up to, kid? Uh, Okay, (laughs) no answer. It's so good. Uh, No answer except when Artex dies. That is child abuse. (laughs) Putting that in a child's movie. (laughs) He gets out of bed and he looks down the hall. Now, it's not a pitch black hallway, but there are. A lot of pools of darkness, if Mm -hmm. you can picture. This Mm -hmm. is a very big house. This is like, um, it it definitely takes place in L.A. And it's uh, um, one of those houses uh, that would be in like Westwood, basically. So it's very old inside, definitely built in like the 1920s. So he's walking down the hallway like very slowly. And he walks towards his mom's room. Her door is open slightly ajar as well. And we see her kind of like pacing in front of the opening, talking to no one. But we hear her saying, I don't know what to do about it. I'm sorry. I really don't know. And then she stops talking, looks at Martin and is like, hey, Martin, what's up? (laughs) And Martin's like, are you okay?" And she's like, I will be. Did we wake you? And Martin is like, what? And she's like, just go back to bed. And he's like, okay. So she kind of like shoes him out of the room. He then turns around and he sees a weird monster hand reach around the (gasps) edge of the door. And he runs into his room back into bed. Jumps into bed, has his covers up over his face, and he's kind of just peeking out at the door that he's slammed shut. 
and he's just looking at the darkness outside of his room and he just hears creaking and scratching on the other side of the door and then the knob starts turning bam bang <laughs> and the lights flicker cut to school martin is in the nurse's office and he's literally like asleep leaning up against the wall like he's so tired and the nurse is like your mom's not answering and the nurse says to someone on the phone his mom's not answering martin fell asleep in class again and i was like oh my god if i was sent to the nurse's office every time i fell asleep in class i would just (laughs) have been the school nurse they would have been like why don't you just take over (laughs) The amount of times I fell asleep in class. Maybe I was being haunted by a darkness monster. Oh, shit. Maybe I had a not Esther haunting my house and I've just blocked it out. Yeah. In class all the time. You were just so traumatized. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever? We sorted that out. Did you? Did we talk about this before? Did you ever think that you had like narcolepsy or something like that? I've pondered it, um, especially when I learned that. So I think we all thought narcolepsy was like. So we're just talking and then also, yeah, like that's not what it is when I yeah. learn that it's just like you're tired all the time. <laughs> you're tired all the time and you can't keep your eyes open. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Uh, but no, I talked to uh, at some point I talked to a doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist or something and they were like, they were like, yeah, it sounds like you're really sleepy. They were like, it's more likely that um, your anxiety and depression m- makes you tired especially your anxiety if you just constantly are pumping it it makes you i see i see see. it makes you tired so they were like it's it's more likely that you're anxious and my anxiety and i wasn't on medicine for my anxiety when i was in high school so that would interesting and so you feel like not as sleepy as then no not as sleepy as then not at all not at all no 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 like i was um, like it was embarrassing, like in, in, in middle school, high school and college. I mean, we remember me falling asleep in psychology and <laughs> farting myself awake in class. Yeah, it was, it led to a lot of embarrassing moments. <laughs> I just, oh, I just, that's one of my favorite stories, but also like it, like I, I, I wasn't even you, I wasn't there. I wasn't any part of it. And it, it, it's like upsetting from the inside out. Like I'm Look embarrassed. Look at my face right now. I'm <laughs> I'm this I'm I'm currently embarrassed and I have yeah. no part in it. I don't know how you ever went back to that class again. Oh, I didn't. I dropped it. Oh, that's <laughs> honestly that's the only answer. Yeah, I dropped it. It's <laughs> like, well, it's the end of that. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a class I was taking for my major because I'd be like, well, I'm an accountant now. <laughs> So dead guys, you know, it was dead silence. It was dead silence. You know, everyone, <laughs> get those. Make sure to you know find your right meds so you don't yep. fart yourself yep. <laughs> in, in front of an entire room of people. So embarrassing. It was so it was it was so embarrassing. <laughs> okay, yeah, and like, oh. how do you play that off? No, no. <laughs> There's 
No, I don't know. No, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened the rest of the class, like, after the moment? Oh, I blocked it out. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> it's a blackout. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, if you, like, <laughs> if I found myself accidentally in that one random, totally neutral classroom, I would feel it in my bones. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, I, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> what were we talking about martin fell asleep in class oh i was like how did he get here <laughs> yeah and he's a what is he like six or something what is he a baby mm, i would say i would call him uh elementary school maybe okay. third grade oh that's a cute age yeah but like a ch- but like not so young that he doesn't have agency yeah like he definitely yeah. has agency maybe even fourth grade i would say mm-hmm uh, so the nurse is on the phone and asking someone, like, who else do I call? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now Becca and her boyfriend, not boyfriend, mm-hmm. show up at the school. Okay. And they are met outside the nurse's office by a woman named Emma who says that she's from child services Uh-oh. and she was assigned to Martin when your father died. And Becca says, stepfather. My dad ran off when I was 10. Okay. Okay. So Billy Burke is Martin's dad and Becca's stepdad. And they both have the same Maria Bello mom. Mom. Correct. Yeah. So Emma, the social worker, is now like, let's talk about Martin. How are things at home? Is he sleeping? And Becca's like, I don't live there. I don't know. And uh, social workers like, so it's just your mom there. Becca's like, yeah. And the social worker is like, well, how is she? And Becca's like, she's taking her depression meds, if that's what you're asking me. But also, like, why are you grilling me about my mom? Where's Martin? Like, you called me mm-hmm. to come get Martin. Mm-hmm. And social workers like, he fell asleep in class for the third time. And. Uh, and she, and Becca just kind of like gives her a look uh, and then she takes her in to see Martin and Martin is like, I didn't think you'd show. <gasps> Baby. And, and I, I always come for you. <laughs> but it was cute because uh, Becca definitely felt called out. So he's like, I didn't think you'd come. And Becca just goes, OK, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like the nurse there and the social worker there. Yeah. And. Social worker kind of leans down to Martin and she's like, I know that this is really hard for you and I know that you can't talk to your mom about it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and things are hard at home. And Martin says to to, uh, Becca, this is this is why you left, isn't it? (gasps) And Becca says, "Uh, no, my my deal was more complicated. Like she clearly doesn't want to get into it with like Martin or the nurse and social Mm -hmm. worker. And then uh, Becca says, okay, let's get you home. And Martin says, your home or mom's? And Becca's like, where you live? That's where I'm taking you. And uh, so she's like, let's go. We'll be fine. And kind of just shoes away the nurse and the social worker. So now we cut to uh, Becca, Boyf, and Martin pulling up to this gorgeous mansion house. And Martin asks again to stay at her place. 
And Brett, the boyfriend, is like, good luck with that. (laughs) And Becca's like, my posters are too scary. And Martin is like, girl, I just need sleep. I don't give a shit about your posters. He's like, bitch, you want to see scary? Come to my room at night. Yeah, right? Literally. Um, And so Boyf, like, takes off his seatbelt to be like, anything I should know about mom? And Becca's like, no, 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 no. You're waiting in the car. And he's like, why? And she's like, because she's crazy. Uh, And so Becca and Martin are now walking up to the porch and Becca's like, it's just a phase, Martin. Like, she won't be like this forever. Has she been social lately? And Martin is like, uh, yeah, just with Diana. And Becca says, what did you just say? Hmm? And he's like, with Diana. And so then Becca gets down on his level. And she's like, listen, Martin, I know what you're going through. I had dreams about Diana when dad left too, um, you know, but she's not real and uh, we're going to get through this. And we see POV, someone looking out the curtains at the Mm -hmm. two of them on the porch. And then Maria Bello opens the door and she's very jumpy. Mm -hmm, She just mm -hmm. feels like her energy is like static and uh, staticky, not yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you say someone was looking out them through the window, like it was probably Maria Bello or um, – It was probably Maria okay. Bello. It wasn't like it was from an upstairs Bello. window and then Maria Bello opened the door immediately. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. no. Um, and she's pretty surprised to see Becca and is very much like, what are you doing here? Right. And she says to Martin, she's like, what are you doing home? And Martin, like, as he runs off to presumably go to bed, he's like, she'll tell you and just, like, runs off. So Becca's like, he fell asleep at school and says he wasn't sleeping and you didn't answer the fucking phone. And mom blames it all on dad having died. Like, she's basically just like, things are hard. It's hard to be a mom and dad is gone and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Not taking any responsibility. Uh. And Becca's like, are you seeing a therapist? And Maria Bello's like, I'm not going to go to a stranger to talk about my problems. I've done it before. Remember? And Becca's Whoa, like, mom. Yeah. yeah. And Becca is like, Becca's energy is not panicked. She's exhausted and been here before. Sure. Yeah. And so Becca's like, yeah, I remember when you were talking to a therapist. How long have you been off your meds, mom? Uh, We now cut to Martin upstairs, and he's just putting, like, all of his clothes into a bag, but, like, all from the top drawer. So I was like, are you just bringing underwear? Like, Buddy. (laughs) And he just, like, shoves it into a bag, and then he hears a door creak. No. So he walks out of his room with his bag and he walks past a dark room that has stained glass in the top of it. So it's an indoor room, but the entrance to it has like stain, a stained glass hallway or stained glass in the top of the door. Um, It appears to be some sort of office, but we can't really see inside. But all we do see is that this glass door slams on its own and there's just sort of like a creepy figure silhouetted in the glass at the top of the door as he walks by. Mm. 
So now we cut to mom and Becca again. And mom is still just like blaming hard times on how hard, like not having dad around. Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, it's hard to raise a kid without a father. And then she gets real shady and is like, look how you turned out. Ouch. Mom, don't say that to your children. Ma'am. That you're looking at right now. Um, And uh, Becca is just like over it. And she just like leans down and she's like, until you stop being completely manic, Martin is staying with me. Call me when you're feeling better. Wow. And uh, Martin is there with like his bag and he's like, I'm ready. (laughs) I've got all my undies. All my undies and nothing else. I'm ready. Yeah. And mom is crying and she's like, please don't take him. Please don't take him. And Martin is just like, see you later, mom. Take your vitamins. Like he's like, Uh, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Take Uh, your vitamins. (laughs) Yeah. So now mom is like crying on the porch, like sobbing hysterically. And Martin just gets into the car and is just like, bye, mom. Sorry. Like he's just like, I'm but goodbye. And uh, so they get to Becca's apartment. And she gives him the bed. And she's like, uh, I'll sleep on the couch. He doesn't give a shit about the posters. Like, he's just like, no, it's fine. Like, good night. <laughs> and uh, he pulls out a flashlight uh, okay. to, to go to bed. Yeah. So now it's uh, boyfriend Brett and Becca in her apartment. And boyfriend Brett is like, did you call social services? And Becca's like, he's my brother. And boyfriend Brett is like, that's what they're there for. Like, this he was assigned a social worker. You need to inform them of his whereabouts, basically. And uh, she's like, I can take care of it. And he's like, are you doing this to help him or hurt her? Mm. And she gets pissed and tells him to leave. She's like, get the fuck out. And, and shoes him out. Yeah. So now we cut to Becca and Martin making a midnight snack and they're bonding over that they both like their sandwiches cut into triangles and uh, she brings him a jug of milk and I was like, oh, you can pour, for a child, you can pour the milk into a glass. You don't need to give them the whole jug to drink with their their sandwich. (laughs) Um, And she just like sweetly kind of brushes his hair and uh, Martin is like, Rebecca, if mom's crazy, does it mean we're crazy too? Oh, man. And Becca looks at him with a lot of feelings but says no. Mm-hmm. Cut to your nightmare. Uh, it is noise. a, you know those vertical ta- neon signs that you will often see outside of a tattoo parlor? Yeah. Uh, So it just uh, is a red neon sign that says tattoo, but it flashes. So it's like red off. Right. Red off. Uh And it is right the fuck next to Becca's apartment. So her entire bedroom at night, all night, is just. Oh my gosh, just murder me, not Esther. There's no yeah. point in living like this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, please move. Like, why are you living here? This is terrible. Or at least get um, some fucking 
shade blacking curtains. What's that called? Blackout curtains. Blackout curtains. Blackout curtains. Yeah, for sure. Because it definitely it illuminates curtains. her entire apartment in red. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, maybe fun for sexy times, but maybe fun for sexy times. But is it always sexy times? I mean, sometimes no. you're just trying to make a sandwich. Yeah, sometimes or sleep. I'm like sleepy times though. Yeah, is a large part of time, and I would like none of that. There are three times: sleepy <laughs> times, sexy times, times and sandwich, sandwich times. times. <laughs> yes, I mean yeah. those are the essentials for life. Agreed. So. We're seeing that Becca's asleep and the red, the light is going on and off. And then we hear, no, I don't like it scratching. Scratching noises. It wakes Becca. Now, the scratching sound stops whenever the red light is on. Oh, blarga. Yeah. So she kind of like half awake is like, Martin, what are you doing down there? No, and no, we no. see that in the threshold of the door, we see a crouched over not Esther. No. Scratching and something into the wood. And I think that's a not Martin, too. It's a not Martin and a not Esther. Oh, no. For sure. Oh, no. And so then the red light comes on and the figure disappears. And that's when Becca's like, that is a not Martin for sure. And so she kind of gets down on the ground, like kind of crouching down next to her what? bed and starts slowly moving towards it. What? Red light goes off, watching her scratch, gone. Red light goes off, watching her scratch, gone. Red light goes off, she's standing, gone. Red light goes off, charging at her. <laughs> Question th- and then gone. Question three, what do you do and what does Becca do? Turn the lights on, hand in hand. Correct. She crouched down, eh? Yeah. So she, when the red light comes back on, so not Martin has just charged at her, Mm -hmm. but as the red light came back on, she disappeared. So while the red light is still on, she, she rushed over to the side where the uh, light is because not Martin was crouched in the doorway and the light switch was right next to her. Right. So it was like, yeah, turns it on. And then she kind of like, runs into the bathroom to just be like oh my god and eric and i at the same time we're like are you gonna go find martin because regardless <laughs> martin is not where martin is supposed to be <laughs> yeah uh but she's like in the bathroom like composing herself and then she hears a sound from behind the not clear shower curtain <laughs> mm-hmm. so she goes over and she slowly opens it. It's Martin asleep in the bathtub. Martin's in the bathtub? With a pillow and a blanket and a flashlight on, shining directly into his closed eyeballs. Like, he's oh, not taking no. any fucking chances. Where was he supposed to be sleeping? On the couch? That, he, w- he was supposed to be sleeping in the bedroom, and Becca was supposed to be sleeping on the couch. But from what I saw, Becca was in the bedroom... Maybe and they Martin, switched after maybe sandwich switched. time. Could be. Yeah. Sandwich milk jug time. Sandwich milk jug time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so now we cut to the next day. Knock on Becca's door. It's Emma from social services. 
and Becca opens and she just goes, did you take Martin? Like totally fed up with her immediately. And she doesn't say anything. But then Martin from the kitchen is like, who is it? And she just kind of like Martin looks at her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the social worker is like, you can't do this. You can't just take Martin out of his home. Like he is, we have to know his whereabouts. Like he, he's a Kate, a social services case. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Becca's like, how did you even know? And she's like, your mom called me. And, uh, Becca is like, so she was lucid. And the social worker is like completely lucid. Uh, and basically she's like, what it sounds like, she's like the social services lady doesn't not know that Maria Bello is is cuckoo banana brains, but she's like there are protocols and you can't right. just remove children. Um, and so Becca is getting shady and she's like, oh, so social services takes orders from nut jobs, and Emma is like, cut the cut the bullshit. Let me tell you what you're doing. So if you want to be the rightful garden, guardian of Martin. That means going to war with your mom and proving that your mom is 100 percent that the that the biological mother of your brother is completely unfit to raise him. Right. There is a lot that goes into that, that proving that someone uh, cannot have their own child with them. Mm -hmm. And that's only half of it. If you do manage to prove that Martin is unsafe with your mom, you then have to prove that you, you are a right are the right uh, responsible right. guardian. Right. And uh you can tell that Becca like has not fully thought this through. Of course. And so all she says is uh I can be a responsible guardian and the social worker just looks around at these goddamn posters. And I'm like, some people like heavy metal and you can't sometimes bands have like, you know, crazy album covers. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they're unfit to watch children. Um, so now we cut to Martin leading hand in hand with the social worker and Martin turns around and it's like, I'm going to be okay. I got some sleep. I'll do better tonight. But, and he's real cute. And so Becca closes the door and she's just kind of like, ugh, you know, and she starts picking up clothes off the ground, like just kind of straightening up. And as she picks up clothes, she sees something on the floor. It looks like a little scratch mark under the rug and she lifts it. It's right where not Martin was crouching in the threat in the Mm -hmm. doorway she lifts up the rug and it's a stick figure and the name Diana scratched into the floor. <sighs> so now it pans up to Becca's face and then she kind of looks to the side and the camera follows her over and it goes to black. And we see that we're now in a flashback to little baby Becca in her bedroom at at Maria Bello's house. And she is uh, drawing in a notebook. And it's like a picture of like mom, dad, Becca, and it's like little stick figures. And it's just three of them. And then she hears something and she turns to look behind her. Nothing there. She turns back to her desk 
and her notebook is gone. She then hears something scratching in the closet. The door is closed. She goes over to the closet and she slowly opens the door just a little bit and then thinks to turn on the light. And as she turns on the light, we see the notebook was in midair and it falls to the ground when the light goes on. Shit. So now she picks up the drawing and she sees that the dad stick figure is like scratched out in black charcoal. Oh, Diana don't like daddies. Uh Uh-uh. And Diana has drawn herself as a stick figure that's just like, Diana! In the (laughs) middle. (laughs) She's like, I'm your daddy now, bitch. Yeah. Daddy Diana! No! Oh my gosh. That was inspired of me. (laughs) It really was. I loved it. So now we cut to the boyfriend coming by Becca's apartment in real time now. And she goes, he's like picking her up on the street and she goes to like get in the car and it's locked. And she's like, open the door. And he's like, not until we talk about what happened last night. And this is when I realized I was like, Boyfriend is not clingy. He is emotionally intelligent and mature dealing with this fucking avoidant crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, no, you're not getting in my car until you talk to me about why you kicked me out of your apartment last night for being honest with you. And she is like, and she like puts her hands on his shoulders and she's like, I'm sorry. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Everything's fine. You were right. I shouldn't have taken Martin away. Okay, now take me to my mom's house because Diana is real. The bitch is real. And the boyfriend is still standing outside the car being like, who's Diana? Like, he just is like, what is happening? So now we cut to Becca ringing the doorbell at her mom's house. And they're, nobody's answering. So they're, like, looking in the windows And Becca grabs a spare key from, like, a fake rock in a pot or something. And they go inside, and everything is – it's daytime, but everything is dark. It's a very dark house even in the daytime. And no one appears to be home. And boyfriend is like, "Uh, what do you want me to do? And basically she's like, keep a lookout for my mom, but as soon as you see her, you bolt out the back door. So he's lookout. Okay. She has gone upstairs and is walking around very slowly, looking in dark corners, and uh, she notices that the door to the office is ajar. Now, remember, the office is the one with the stained glass. Okay. She goes in, and we can tell that this was, like, her stepdad's office Mm -hmm. when he was alive. But she sees that, like... The phone on the desk is like disconnected and there's pictures like tacked up on a bulletin board and one of them is a picture she's never seen before and it's an old an oldish picture from maybe like the 1980s Mm -hmm. or so and it's a blonde girl standing in a dress and next to her is a girl standing under an umbrella but she's completely shaded under the umbrella and there's no rain it's sunny outside and this girl's under an umbrella Interesting. so she turns turns over the picture and it says sophie and diana mulberry hill <gasps> wow. 
Sophie is mom's name. Is Maria Bella? Oh, so yeah. is this Aunt Diana? Aunt Maybe? Diana, yeah. So we cut to her. Now we have a jump cut to Becca still in the office, but she like plops a file box onto the desk that she clearly found, you know, under the desk or something. That's yeah. the same file box that Billy Burke was looking at the in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. She pulls out a tape recorder and starts playing it. Um, suspension of disbelief here. This was very expositiony, and I don't think that this single tape was edited to give us the full story. I think we're supposed to think that maybe she put a couple different tapes in, but it just anyway. Uh, we hear a doctor talking about a patient with an extreme skin disorder that also leaves her extremely sensitive to light. In addition, she's a very problematic patient with a history of violence. And she's obsessed with a young girl who's also a patient here named Sophie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Sounds like we're on a roller coaster. (laughs) So maybe not Auntie Diane. Mm-hmm. It's just friendy Diana. Or maybe and... it's like the aunt that I'll be to your kids. Right. Where yeah. it's like, I'm your aunt now. <laughs> That's Diana's vibe. So now we kind of cut to a different part of the tape where the doctor is now having Diana brought in to the office <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and we hear him say, Hello, Diana. And then we hear a voice say, keep the lights off. Oh, that's the voice? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And the doctor says, I hear you've been very bad, Diana. I need you to stay away from Sophie. She's my friend. <laughs> oh, no. Then why did you hurt her? What did you do to Sophie? She was getting better. Oh, and she didn't we then to cut to, Yeah. We then cut to the doctor saying, session 13, patient's skin disorder is worsening. Uh, we have developed an experimental treatment, blah, blah, blah. Then we hear like, give her the full dosage, 100 watts. Uh-oh. And then we hear blood curdling scream and the doctor's being like, shut it off. Shut it off now. And the tape ends. We then see, as we were listening to this, uh, to the session, to the part where it's like session 13, the patient's skin disorder is worsening, we're starting to like see like um, uh, old timey flashes of it. So it's like we see somebody being strapped into a chair. We see somebody like flipping a voltage type of thing or Ah. whatever. And then the last picture that we see is what appears to be a spontaneous combustion in a dental chair no no because we just see the like exploded ashes Ah! outline of a person isn't that like your greatest nightmare biggest fear yeah i had that nightmare that i spontaneously combusted and i'm kind of always waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) she just 
I'm always a little bit waiting she to combust. Just <laughs> farts herself into a spontaneous <laughs> combustion. Oh my god. Uh, that's what's gonna happen. You're just that's like, gonna be so embarrassing. Poof. <laughs> it's a mixture of poof and poof yes! all together. And it's gonna be like kind of smelly. Oh. oh my god. Kim, if that happens, can you please just keep that out of the obit, please? I'm putting it on your epitaph. (laughs) (laughs) Farted herself to death. (laughs) As in life, so in death. (laughs) (sighs) Sounds about right. (laughs) If that happens, you're just going to end up haunting me because I won't stop laughing about it. Yeah, pretty much. But it'll just be like, you'll be like, She's going to be here soon. I can smell it. Oh, you're just, I can't see you, but you're just standing next to me screaming. It's not funny all the time. <laughs> yes. But farting as I do it because I'm so emotional. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So now we cut to the boyfriend back in the house being lookout for mom and he's just like kind of perched against the dining room table in a very dark dining room uh and the curtains are all closed and so we see him just kind of like open one of the curtains a little bit so some light comes in and we just see a figure standing behind him kind of move out of the light (laughs) he doesn't see it so now we go back up to becca And Becca is now in Martin's room and she goes to turn the light on and it doesn't work. She then looks at the lamp that's in there and the bulb has been completely taken out. No, Martin needs his light. Yeah, no bulb. So now she's kind of looking around and she looks at the dresser and she sees a paper like sticking out from underneath the bottom drawer. Okay. And so she takes it out. It's the drawing from when she was a child. Her drawing? Her drawing. What the fuck? Uh, So she's like looking at it and then the door slams and it locks. And she's like, (gasps) Brett, Brett. And she's like banging on the door calling for Brett. And we just hear, stay away. I won't be sent away again. And she's lifted into the air by nothing by her throat. (laughs) No, no, don't. I don't want to be lifted by nothing. No, and especially not by your throat. No, at all. So at this point, Brett hears her, runs upstairs. He's able to open the door. And as he opens the door and light floods in, Becca just drops to the ground. (sighs) So uh, he gets her and he's like, what happened? He's like, well, it doesn't matter. Your mom's here. We've got to go. So now it cuts to them outside of the house, like around back. And she's like breathing really hard. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And uh, she's like, I was attacked. But like, I, I can't explain it. I, I, I don't know what attacked me. And Brett is ho- carrying the file box. And he's like, and why am I carrying this? What is this? And she's like, it's proof. Cut to. So they've gone around the back clearly Mm -hmm. because now we cut to mom and Martin walking up 
the little sidewalk to the front porch. And Martin is carrying the groceries. And mom is like, uh, no, you can tell me about your sister. Like, tell, tell me what's going on with her. And Martin asks if she took her vitamins. Mm-hmm. And I think she says yes or kind of dodges the question or whatever. But basically what she says is she turns to Martin, very lucid, and she says, I know I've been distant. And she says, I want to fix it. But until then, how about a popcorn and movie night? I feel like we just really need some quality time, just the three of us. And Martin's like, (gasps) he kind of like takes a breath and he's like, hey, mom, how about just you and me tonight? And mom says, we'll see. And walks inside. <laughs> oh, mom. mom. No, there's only two of us that are living. Yeah. Mom. mom. Oh, no. So now we cut to them on the couch watching an old timey movie. And mom tells Martin, she's like, I'm going to be fine. She's like, but I do really miss your dad. He made me feel strong and protected. And I need to feel that way sometimes, just like you. And Martin says, I'm okay. Rebecca's strong. And Maria Bello gets real shady and is like, Rebecca thinks she's strong. But when when shit got tough, she abandoned me. And Martin is like, Emma told me, the social worker, that sometimes the strongest thing to do is to face your fears. Uh, mom just kind of looks at him and then she pauses the movie and leaves the room. She then comes back in and turns all the lights out. No. <laughs> and Martin is like, mom. And she grabs his little shoulders and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And he's like, mom, mom. And she's like, I want to tell you a story. And as she's talking, Martin can see not Esther, sort of like standing behind her. And he's just like, mom, mom. And uh, mom is like, a long time ago, I had a friend and she was so special. Later, I found something really bad happened to her. And the news had it all wrong. They said she was dead, but she was still there. And then we see behind her and she's uh, not Esther is starting to kind of stand and Martin can hear and see her behind mom. And mom continues, I left her all alone for so many years. I abandoned her, but she's going to stay now as long as I keep my head clear and you keep the lights off. (laughs) Now. (laughs) No, mom, no. Oh, gosh. Not Esther is now perched, (laughs) squatting on top of the couch. And Martin is just like, no. (laughs) So he like makes a break for it, breaks free of his mom's grasp. And mom is like, no, Martin, don't turn on the lights. Diana doesn't know any better. Diana sees him going towards the lights Diana slaps mom out of the way and rushes towards Martin. Uh, question four, what do you do and what does Martin do? I, mm, 
Can I, can I turn on the light? Am I there? Mm-hmm. Turn on the light, hand in hand. Uh, I feel like I'm being tricked by this question. Two half points. Okay. He turns on the light, and then that little boy runs out the front door. Good for you. <laughs> And he's like, goodbye. And mom is just left crying, slapped by a monster on the floor. Cut to Becca and boyfriend. And Becca has like all of the files and pictures and papers out spread around her uh, floor in her apartment. And boyfriend is like, so your mom was in an institution and like you guys just like never talked about it? And Becca's like, nope, like, didn't know that she spent, like, a good portion of her childhood in an institution. And basically, I don't know what I meant by this. I said, he's like, I'll listen. I don't know who Diana is. I'm not sure. I think basically he's just like, they're trying to sort all of it out. And he's like, I'll be supportive. I think basically is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Then they hear a knock on the door. And boyfriend gets up, opens the door. It's Martin. Martin. And he just goes, it's getting worse. Oh, buddy. So now we cut to a boyfriend opening the fridge in Becca's apartment. It's totally empty. So she sends him to the store. And uh, Martin is like, I know you don't believe me, but Diana is real. She touched my hand. And Becca's like, I... I do believe you. Yeah. And Martin says, she doesn't like the light. And uh, at this point, Becca brings him from the kitchen into the living room where all of the research is. And she's like, your dad was doing a bunch of research. Um, Here's what I learned about a, a, a young girl named Diana that our mom knew. Diana was found locked away in a basement when she was 13 Uh, Her father had killed himself. And we're just seeing like flashes of what she's saying as she's saying it. So it's the, you know, flash of a a little dirty girl in the basement corner just kind of like creepily rocking at it. We don't see her face. We just see like all this hair in front Mm -hmm. of her. And we then see uh, when it says father killed, when she says her father killed himself, we see like scrawled on the wall. She's in my head. Uh, and then it cuts to like scabby arms like of a kid and holding an umbrella. And Becca continues and she's like, people used to say she was evil. It was said she could get inside people's heads. Uh, she was sent to Mulberry, Mulberry Hill and that's where she met mom and she made mom think that they were friends. Uh, and then she says she only comes around when mom's at her worst. And Becca says, this whole thing happened to me, too, when my dad left. Like, mm. she went into, like, a really bad right, um, right, spiral. Right. Uh, and she tells him about the experimental treatment that went wrong. And then she's like, and Diana died. And Martin is like, then How? And, uh, like, how is, she, how is she touching me and fucking with my life? Mm-hmm. And Becca says, I don't know. 
But I think mom is the only connection that Diana has to this world. Mm. So Martin says, if we get mom better, or no, I guess Becca says, if we get mom better, we can break the connection. And then Martin says, Diana won't let that happen. Because that's what my dad was trying to do. Right. Then we hear a knock on the door. And Becca's like, oh, food's here. She opens the door. Not food. Who? What? It's just nothing. No. No one there. No, Diana, no. But then she hears footsteps clattering behind her inside of her apartment. Question five, what do you do and what do they do? Diana, go away. Dirty Diana. Ow. Um, okay. Well, the lights are all on right behind me, right? Uh, yes, but your bedroom uh, has some dark places in it, closets, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Why do I get myself into these situations? It seems these like every pickles. other week I'm trying to survive. You know, at some crazy. point you do have to sort of think about what's the common denominator, Kim? Yeah. It's you. Yeah, you're right. What part do you play in getting yourself into these situations? You know what? When you're right, you're right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to fucking how do I get rid of this bitch? <laughs> okay. We need to get mom better. God damn it. Mom, take your vitamins, please. Take your vitamins. Uh, okay. I'm going to uh I'm going to, in the lighted rooms, mm-hmm. grab a flashlight for both mm-hmm. Martin and I. We each have our flashlights and we have our cell phone lights. And, God, what are we going to do? <laughs> this bitch keeps following us. Yeah. She is not She is not relegated to just wherever Maria Bello is. That is for sure. Okay, my long game plan is commit my mom. Okay. And my short game plan is just, (laughs) I mean, I want to just sit in the light until it's no longer dark. And yeah. then I do my game, my long game plan tomorrow during the day. Okay. I got, I don't know. That's all I got. Um, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna also be lights, glowing balls of light everywhere they are, and maybe turn on the lights, turn on the lights everywhere in the house. That's that's me too. That but that yeah. What? that's one and a half points um shocking honestly i feel like you just have like a better understanding of like before before we can figure out how to 
get rid of Diana, first thing is we have to just be in the light all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems they, like they know that, but they don't seem to use it well. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So they both hear it coming from the dark bedroom. Right. Becca tells Martin to stay back in the lighted living room. He follows her anyway. Becca walks towards the scratching sound in the closet and turns on the light that's outside of the closet. It stops. She opens the closet door. Nothing. Martin ah. pulled under the bed. What? Oh, the bed. And, God damn it. Because it's dark under there. And so she and she didn't turn the lights on in the room. What the fuck are you talking about? So like Diana was able to be I like, mean, ooh, here's some darkness. Look, you deserve to die at that point. That's just Just turn idiotic. the lights on. All the lights. I don't even yeah. enter my bedroom without turning the lights on. And I am not scared of a, yeah. a creepy Diana lives in the dark ghost. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, you could trap her if you keep the light off in the closet and turn all the other lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no sense. Yeah. So Martin is pulled under the bed. She manages to to pull him out. And so Diana doesn't get her. Um, But now we just jump cut to showing up at mom's door and Becca being like, we need to talk. So now we cut to all of them sitting at the dining room table at dinner. So it's Maria Bello, uh, Becca, Martin, and Boyf are all there. Oh, Boyf. Okay. And Becca's like, can you tell me about Diana? And mom says, what are you talking about? I feel like just from Boyf's perspective, I'm like, I don't even have sleepover privileges, but I have like fight this demon ghost privileges of your family. Honestly, I think I'm getting the short end of the stick here. I I feel short sticked as well for poor Brett because like he seems great, honestly, really supportive. It seems like Becca has some shit to work out and he's just fighting your demons and doesn't even get sleepover privileges. (laughs) I'm totally with you. So. Uh. Can you tell us about Diana? Mom says, what are you talking about? And Becca says, Martin says she was here an hour ago. I have some problems with this. An hour ago? Yeah, because I'm like, okay, you're telling me that in Los Angeles, where your mom's house definitely has to be, versus where Becca's apartment definitely has to be, knowing that it's like next to a, you know, neon tattoo parlor place these are in two very different parts of la for sure and a small fourth grader somehow made it to becca's apartment had a whole shababble there got back to mom in an hour i don't think so also like so when they show up at mom's house are we in the daylight uh yeah it's like still late lightish out so like it's like morning yeah, not uh, it all appears to be it, the time does not. I can't explain it to you because the time doesn't work out. Like it really took me out of the movie. I was like, you didn't have to say an yeah, hour like you ago. didn't need to say that at all because so they were watching a movie till 5 a.m. Then you and yeah, like I know she's, you know, losing it. But yeah. like so you were watching a movie on the couch till 5 a.m., then all that shit happened, and then he got himself to 
wherever the fuck. Yeah. And then now the sun has come up and you've gotten back here. What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? And 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 now that, that that really annoyed me because I'm like, you you just don't have to say an hour ago. No, there's like, no reason. No reason. How strange. It's, yeah. I wonder. There's another uh we'll get to it. There's another thing where I'm like, what? I still don't know. So interesting. It, there was a couple things like that. So um mom then says, Yeah. She's my friend. Becca then pulls out the picture uh, from dad's office and says, is this your friend? It's a picture of them as little girls. And uh, mom, Becca says, is this your friend? And is this when you met? And mom says, why does it matter when we met? And Becca's like, because she died. And mom's like, nope, no, 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 no. She's like, you're just trying to take Martin away from me. And Becca's like, no, mom, I found her obituary. And Maria says, those things can be faked. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, too real. And she's like, those things could be faked. You sound crazy. And I was like, ma'am, you sound crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And boyfriend chimes in and he's like, honestly, this all sounds a little crazy. I'm with you, Brett. Yeah. And Becca is like, mom, there is a dead woman in the house and you let her in and you let her stay. Mom is like, I get it. I get it. You came here because you felt bad about leaving me. You hurt me. And I've been shutting Diana out the same way that you shut me out. And I'm not going to be someone who does that to a friend. And Becca's like, friend, you're talking about a dead person. Mm -hmm. And then Maria gets right in Becca's face like a mom. And she's like, oh, honey, ghosts aren't real. And Becca's like, no, no, what the fuck? What is happening? Oh, no. And then so Becca says, okay, then what is she, mom? And mom doesn't answer. She just goes upstairs. Oh, no. What the what am I dealing with here? I don't even know. I don't even. Oh, no. Yeah. We don't even know what we're up against here. Uh, So now we cut to Becca putting dishes, uh, cleaning dishes in mom's kitchen. And she says to Martin, she's like, you can sleep at my house again tonight. And Martin looks at Becca and is like, she's our mom. And Becca is like, you're my priority. And Martin is like, but we can't just leave her here. So now the three of them are in mom's living room, uh, Becca, Martin, and Boyf, Brett. And Becca says to Martin, uh, does mom stay in her room all night? Meaning like when she goes to bed, does she make any runs to the kitchen or like does she stay in her room all night? Martin says yes. So then Becca says, okay, we need some safeguards. So now we have a little montage of their safeguards. So we see Becca duct taping the light switches on. Nice. Martin hides a little flashlight like in a in a box in a in the hallway, like as if he's like putting flashlights in Everywhere. different places in right. the house. Yeah. Um boyfriend has just like a box of light bulbs. <laughs> 
And I mean, you got to plug those in, buddy. I, I I see where you're going, but uh. <laughs> yeah. But remember, the light the light bulb just disappeared out of a lamp in Martin's right. room. So he's probably like, "Aha! I've got another one." Oh, <laughs> right. He's right, arming right. himself with light bulbs. <laughs> he's um <laughs> ready to plug in at any moment. Yeah, he's Edward Lightbulb Hands. Yay. <laughs> And uh, Martin is lighting candles, any candle he can find. Uh, so now we cut to um, Becca saying goodnight to Martin, saying that she and Brett will be on the couch downstairs. Do you want your door open or closed? And he says closed. And he says, but can you sleep in here? Oh, baby. Becca says yes, but I just need to go downstairs and tell Brett. So she closes the door. And she stops at her mom's door and just, like, wiggles the doorknob and sees that it's locked. So now Brett is downstairs just making up a little bed on the couch. And uh, Becca tells him that she's going to sleep upstairs. And so she's like, so you don't you don't have to stay. And Boyf is like, uh, I totally get you're going to sleep with him. He needs you. You know, he needs you a lot more than I do. And right now. And Becca's like, are you still going to stay? And he's like, unless you say otherwise. And she's like, you must think that we're all crazy. And he's like, I don't think that, but I'm not going anywhere. Like, you can be this way around me and I'm not going anywhere. What a great guy. Right? I'm like, Becca, get your shit together. You don't even know what you have, Becca. You don't. Until maybe she does a little bit right now. (gasps) Oh. Because... She kisses him, and she seems to be kind of letting him in a little bit, and then says to him, bottom drawer. Aww, you get in the drawer. And she leaves, and then we just see him be like, yes, like he's super excited. So now we cut to Becca knocking on mom's door upstairs again now uh and there's no answer so through the door becca just says good night mom i love you at this point mom opens the door just a crack and she's like becca she says i want to start over tomorrow morning meaning like i want to try to get better yeah, like yeah starting yeah, tomorrow yeah And Becca's like, okay. And then she says, Mom, did you ever hear from my dad? And Mom is like, no, I never did. And Becca says, it's okay. It was his choice to leave, not yours. I don't blame you. Um, Or did he leave? She then opens the door. uh, Mom opens the door a little more and like kind of shakily takes Becca's hand and like holds her hand and then hugs her, but like is shaking. And then she goes back in, kind of backs back into the door and we see her shirt is just kind of like tugged back inside. (sighs) She then closes the door and Becca opens her hand Her mom had put a note in her hand that just says, I need help. Oh, shit. 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 Shit, 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 shit. But, you know, first step is asking for help. So 
we're almost there. She wants to get better. So now we cut to the bathroom. I'm just going to tell you what I saw and what I and what I heard because I because I don't understand it. This was the other thing where I was just like, what? So maybe our Sammy's no, I'm not sure. We cut to her in the bathroom. She's looking for pills in the medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. She sees two and says shit as if they aren't the pills she wanted because then she goes to the trash can and finds an empty pill bottle and says shit. Then the lights flicker. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we cut to her climbing into bed with Martin. And Martin says, Rebecca, did you find your medicine? What? It says your medicine. Martin says this? Yes. <laughs> What's happening? Am I the crazy one? This I isn't, don't know. This isn't a trick because I, I truly think it was a script mistake, honestly. Like it doesn't come back. But he clear. I rewound it. He clearly says your medicine, and the subtitles say your medicine. Becca then responds with, "No, but we'll figure something out and make sure she gets better." So I, I, I don't know. I really feel like it was like they missed it in editing that like the actor said your and should have said her, and they kept it. It's the only thing I can think of. If anybody has a different thought, please tell me. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, we now see the exterior of the house. It's night, night time, but all of the lights in the entire house are on. And then we see them all go out. (laughs) (laughs) Becca wakes up and there are candles, uh, lit. Mm -hmm. Um, and she also has this wind up flashlight. Okay. Have you seen those? Yeah. yeah. Wind a flashlight. And so she winds that up and she goes downstairs to look for Brett. Brett's gone. No, Brett. Where'd you go? Brett, Brett. It's okay. We cut to him. He's outside with his flashlight and he shines it up at a lamp post on the street and sees that that's out too. So mm, suggesting so like the whole block that is out. Exactly. Question six. <sighs> what do you do? And what do they or Becca do? I feel like we should, the three of us, go uh, with our flashlights and all our lights always on us and maybe go to my apartment or just go to somewhere else, go to leave. Goodbye. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. She's going to... She's going to... Maybe just like have them all be in the same room where all like the candles and flashlights are together or something. One point for you. What she does, what Becca does, is she goes down to the dark, dark, darkest basement to the fuse box. Mm, Which I found really weird because A... If all the lights out are on the entire block, your fuse box isn't doing anything. If a weird demon Diana put all your lights out, the fuse box isn't doing anything. <laughs> right. So either way, 
she just starts flipping switches. Her wind-up flashlight goes off. And so she winds it again really fast because she's in a pitch-fucking-black basement with a darkness. Yeah, there's some interesting choices being made in this. Yeah, yeah. So now we cut to Martin waking up in bed, totally freaked out because Becca's not in there. So he grabs a candle and he's like holding it out in front of him, poor little baby. And he's just like, Becca? And he goes out of the room holding the candle, almost goes out and he like, you know, holds his hand in front of it so it doesn't. And he's walking down the hallway and he walks uh, right past one of his flashlight hiding spots. But he looks up. And Diana is right in front of him at the end of the hall. <sighs> Question seven. What do you do and what does he do? Shine the flashlight. Grab the flashlight. Hand in hand. Shine it on. Shine on, One Diana. Point. No. What does he do? He forgets that he's right next to a flashlight. Gets too scared. I don't know. So he just kind of starts backing up. And as he backs up. Diana's no longer in front of him. She's now behind him and he's knocked over. So like knocked uh, forward because she's grabbed his feet again. And so like the candle is out in front of him as he's being dragged back. Yeah. And he manages to kind of like flip himself over and like holds the candle out at her. And she just backs away hissing into the office. So now we cut to Becca down at the fuse box still. Martin comes to the top of the stairs and is like, don't ever leave me. And I was like, I agree Fair with Fair reaction. I don't even understand. Yeah. Even if she is going to go to the fuse box. Yeah. Why are we doing anything alone and in the dark? Nothing. Make, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Never. Like we understand so, the thing. Yeah. Like even even I would be like, Brett, come sleep up in Martin's room on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, so nothing's working. She's flipping all the switches. And then Martin says, what else could it be? And Becca says, a trap. And at that point, we see not Esther slam the door to the basement at the top of the stairs and lock it. So now we cut to Brett coming in and he hears them screaming at the door. Um. Door is locked. He tries to open it. Door is locked. He hears something. Uh, He then starts being like, Mrs. Wells. And Becca's like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Keep the flashlight on. He then tries to use the flashlight to break the knob off the door because it's locked. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he does that, now the light is pointing up. It's not around him. And Diana takes that chance to charge she grabs him and throws him across the room. He then and knocks the flashlight out of his hand. But he then takes his phone and holds it up to her. Nice. And he's looking around for her. But I was proud of myself because at this moment he's looking around. I was like, his phone's going to lock. And then it locked and the light goes off. Um, oh, he was just. What? Okay. Yeah. He didn't turn his flashlight on on his phone. It was no, just was like just, his home screen. <laughs> yeah. And then it locked. Yeah. So Boo. soon as the fucking phone locks, she appears and knocks the phone out of his hand. Diana's like, y'all are idiots. I'm like telling you how to defeat me. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, 
he runs out the door to go to his car. And uh, I was like, Brett, are you, you're leaving. Like, you're, <laughs> you're leaving. Are you okay. Me? Yeah. And so when he goes outside, there is, it's like a covered uh, driveway where it's like uh, part of it is you would drive under and it's like a little roof oh, okay. over yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stands in there and she grabs him and lifts him into the air. He's got his keys in his hand and his car is right in front of them. Question eight, what do you do and what does Brett do? Right in front of me is the door to the car. Uh, my car. It's like point. the headlights are like pointing at you. And I think hand in hand we're going to like set the alarm off or whatever so the headlights start flashing. Yes. Brett uh, boop boops his car. The flashlights, the flashlights, the headlights turn on and he just drops to the ground uh, and she's gone. He gets in the car and drives off. Brett drives off. Goodbye. That doesn't sound like you, Brett. So Becca and Martin hear him drive off and Martin's like, he's leaving. And Becca's like, no, no. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. He's not leaving. And but she's like really upset yeah, as well. Yeah. And her fucking flash keeps going off. And so she's like, shit, and has to wind it up again. And she's like, we need to find more light. Uh, so they go back down the stairs. Cut to mom. They go back down the stairs to well, they the- can't. Because they can't get out of the basement. They're locked in the oh, basement. Oh, okay. I was confused. Yeah. So uh, now we cut to mom coming out of her room with a candle. And she's calling for them both. And we see Diana is behind her and sneaks around a corner. Now, mom can feel Diana. So she straight up is like, I told you not to hurt my children. And at this point, we see Diana kind of slink into the closet, like kind of whispering the closet in her mom's room. And mom is like, do not threaten me, Diana. And she's like, no, you need me, Diana. There's no you without me. We then see mom pick up a bottle of pills that's on her nightstand. Diana knocks them out of her, knocks her out and knocks them out of her hand. Mm -hmm. So now mom's knocked out. Cut to Becca in the basement and she's making a fire in the furnace. So it's like kind of an old timey furnace in the basement where it's like you would light it down there and then it's going to heat the other rooms in the house. Mm -hmm. And so they're just throwing like newspaper and shit into there to create as much light in the basement as they can. Uh, they're then just kind of like searching through boxes for shit to burn basically. And at one point uh, Martin <laughs> felt so dumb. Martin opens up a box and there's like a Halloween mask in there. But like I had the biggest jump of the whole movie. Uh. Like, and so it's like all this scary shit. And then I was like, ah! and Eric's like, you're what? <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Inside this Halloween box. Martin finds what looks like a lightsaber. It's not. <gasps> oh. It's a black light. Ooh. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So 
Becca takes the blacklight and she says, I'm going to go take inventory, meaning like see what else is in the basement for us to burn and tells him to keep feeding the fire with whatever he can find. Becca is now looking around the most giant basement in all the land <laughs> with all of the hallways and corners and nooks and crannies that I've ever seen. Right. Um, and she's got the black light in her hand. Also, where is and this in she, L.A.? Where is this in L.A.? I've never no, seen a nobody, basement in my life here. No, especially one that's like uh, possibly bigger than the footprint of the house from what I can see. It's fucking huge. And so she's got the black light. And she walks past this one portion of the wall, and there is a blacklight exposed handprint on it. She keeps walking through the most giant basement of all, and she hears a noise. Uh, She screams. uh, She's backing up. She bumps into something, and she turns and sees writing all over the wall that's exposed from the blacklight. And it's just it just says things like, just like the hospital, trapped down here, hand handprint, trying to take Sophie away, just like father. And then she turns, melted mannequins everywhere. What? Just terrifying mannequins everywhere. Now, I remembered Wells Textiles, all the mannequins. So the dad was right. probably storing mannequins down there, but they're all but they're like melted? scratched up and like melted, and the faces are all like fucked up. Okay. Creepiest fucking mannequins. So she's just like shining the black light, like kind of looking at all of these mannequins. Diana! Ah! Full creep face. We can see her completely in the black light. Fully see her. Becca's like, ah! And she goes to grab a shovel that's, like, on a shelf. But it's a shelf where, like, somebody could be on either side of it. So a hand, a a scabby, crusty white hand grabs her wrist. And then the hand starts to sizzle and lets her go. What? Becca turns around. Martin is there with the windy-up flashlight. So actual light hitting her makes her skin sizzle. Okay. So she goes away. Uh, Becca is like, she can't hide from this light, meaning the black light. And Martin is like, so? Question nine. So? (laughs) (laughs) So? We have a black light. That she Mm -hmm. can't hide from? Like, uh, she's not, um, yeah, like, you can be, like, the, the, she doesn't disappear when this light comes on. Oh, oh, I see, okay. So So she disappears in regular light. Mm Mm-hmm. And shows and up in darkness, like, and this yeah. will show her. It's like a light, but a not light. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then, hand in hand, we are going to go on the attack, Diana. Oh, you think you're coming after us? Mm, watch out, sister. Okay. So, hand in hand, we're going to find her with the black light, but then immediately burn her with 
the real light. Okay. That's, that's oh, hand in hand, plan. you said. <laughs> I was like, that's that's my plan. That's one and a half points. That's exactly why I asked you this uh, question, because you had a fully formed plan. What Rebecca says is, well, if we can see her, then we know where she is at least. And I was like, and then? Yeah. And then what will you do with this information? (laughs) So your idea was great. Okay, we find her and then we fucking sizzle that bitch. Sizzle her. Yeah. So we then hear that she has made it into the ceiling slash walls in some way. And we hear that there is something coming down the furnace pipe, like dropping down. And it's something that when it hits the furnace, it puts the fire out. So now they're in darkness again and just have the windy flashlight. Mm -hmm. And Martin is like, what now? And so they just start screaming for mom, hoping that it'll like, Mm -hmm. that she'll be able to hear her. What I would have done, this is not a question, I would have screamed into the furnace and hoped that my voice echoed through different rooms. Um, But, you know, I have been doing this for 140 episodes. So <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and Martin is starting to really freak out. And he's like, are we going to die? And Becca's like, no, we're fighters. Then we hear sirens. And following the sirens is Brett. Brett. Good. He went to get the cops. So he pulls into the driveway as the cops are going in, and Still Brett is like, "Interesting choice, considering he did have a cell phone." Yes, agreed. Yeah, he probably didn't need to like knock on their Leave. door. Yeah, to be yeah. like, "Hey, follow me." Excuse me, police. Yeah, like there's a, we there's a system in place actually for yeah. them to yeah, show there up. Is. So yeah, yeah. Oh, Diana knocked his phone out of his hand. His phone was back in the house. Oh, okay. Uh, so Brett gets out of the car with the police. He's like, flashlights, you need your flashlights. So the cops come in with flashlights. They're doing the cop thing where it's like, we got the gun, and gun the but yeah. then the, yeah. Uh, and the cops hear them in the basement, uh, screaming. So cop number one goes over and tries to break the handle, uh, the way, the way that Brett did, this wakes up mom, like the banging. So she wakes up and she goes over to her pills and the pills are gone. Like they're, they're not in the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she tries so to So mom leave. just went back to sleep? She was knocked out. Diana knocked her out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was like unconscious. Uh, so mom now tries to leave her bedroom and the door's locked. Mm-hmm. And she says, you hurt my kids. We're never speaking again, Diana. Mm-hmm. And I was like, speaking again? What do you got? <laughs> like, you're not going to go to brunch next week? No. Like, this is much more serious, mom. And so mom grabs, like, some heavy thing, you know, from her dresser and knocks the handle off her door. Mm-hmm. So now we cut back to the cops getting the kids out of the basement. And the cop, one of the cops, hears something. So with a flashlight and a gun, he starts going around the corner. Diana grabs him from the dark side 
and throws him across the room. He then sees her backlit down the hallway because the kitchen light kind of has a blue light going on. Okay. So he's able to see like her, you know, creepy figure. Uh, And so he starts firing his gun. But what was cool, he's like, bang, bang, bang. No effect on her. But we only see her moving like when the flash isn't going. Yeah, Got it. when the flash, yeah. yeah, when the flash of the bullet isn't going. So it was actually like a really cool like strobe effect. Right, right, where, right. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Um, she doesn't die. The other cop then comes around the corner and sees just the legs of the first cop being dragged away uh, into another room. Becca then tries to hand the black light to the cop that's right next to her and is like, take this, take this. And the cop just like ignores her. And Becca's like, fuck this. And she's like, Martin, we're getting out of here. And Martin's like, no, no, we can't leave mom. We can't leave without mom. Uh, And then they turn and it's the first cop standing in the doorway with no eyeballs. (laughs) No, 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 no. He then falls face first to the ground and it's just Diana standing there. So Becca grabs a flashlight from the ground that could have maybe Brett's somebody's flashlight and shines uh, and shines the flashlight at Diana. She disappears. Brett now comes in the door and grabs Martin and Martin's like, no, like trying to get away. And she's like, just take him. Just get him out of here. And she tells Martin, she's like, I'm going to I'm going to go get mom. So now Becca has the flashlight and the black light. Good job, Becca. She's going up the stairs, calling for her mom. It's just creak-a-leak all over the place, the creakiest place of all creaks. And we just hear, stay away or I'll show you where I put your father. I knew it, Diana. I knew it. Diana does not like daddies. (laughs) So as she walks by, she walks by a door and a creepy hand grabs Becca's shoulder and is like holding her. So Becca uh, is like held by the shoulder with the black light. Question 10. What do you do and what does she do? Uh, The hand is holding my black light shoulder. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to shine the flashlight onto the hand. Hopefully hand in hand, but come on. Yay. I would have gone a step further. Because uh, she shines the flashlight, it sizzles, but Diana busts out of the door and like f- like knocks uh, Becca back. And Diana then picks her up. She drops all of her lights, black light and flashlight, and she throws Becca over the banister. Whoa. Becca then kind of like crawls into a corner and Diana approaches her and now we see that she like grows really big like as tall as the ceiling what and we just hear i told you turns to see mom with a gun and she says don't hurt my kids and becca says mom she killed dad mom shoots diana and diana says That won't hurt me. Question 11. 
what do you do and what does mom do? Um, what do I do? So she's a giant house-sized thing right now. Mm-hmm. Tall. Yeah. She's tall. And I have only a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Do you <laughs> I was yeah. like, does she Peter Pan it a little bit where she's like, I don't believe in you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't believe like opposite Peter Pan, I guess. Opposite Peter Pan. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it seems like there's a mechanism somewhere where if she takes her meds and becomes healthy, then Diana, Diana doesn't, doesn't exist. Have a, yeah. So. So that being said, I am going to, where are we? Living room. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to reverse Peter Pan her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, I think maybe she charges at her. Mom charges yeah, at Diana. Yeah, like tries to fight her. Zero points. Great. <laughs> you don't think reverse Peter Panning would work? I happen to know it won't. Yes. <laughs> no reverse Peter Pans here. But you know what? I would love for you to keep trying that tactic in whatever movie you see fit. Is this why I reverse Peter Pan? I'm going to put that in my pocket and one day I'm going to get a point for that. <laughs> What tools do you have in your pocket? Well, I have a knife, an axe, a chainsaw, reverse Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. That won't hurt me. Mom then says, this will. And she puts the gun to her own head. Oh, shit. And Becca says, Mom, what are you doing? And Mom says, saving your lives. Diana charges at Mom. Mom shoots herself and Diana explodes into combustion. Whoa. I feel like you and I could have come up with a way for everyone to stay alive. Agreed. That's why I would have reversed Peter Pan until I could take yeah. my meds. Or was just I, to hold me over. I feel like what I would have done is like – Talk Diana down, like reasoned with her, basically, mm-hmm. gotten Becca to leave. Then we're like, okay, I need to like go to the doctor and keep the lights on at all times. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, it yeah, would have yeah. been a long game, but it would have been Definitely like, get, a long game. get her away from my kid however I can. And then, yeah. you know, but anyway. I mean, I guess so, that's one way to do it, though. Yeah. So Becca then crawls over to her and she's like crying and screaming cut to brett and martin outside and brett is like holding martin in his arms and martin is like crying Mm. and brett says i'm here buddy i i got you cut to ambulances all in the driveway And they're wheeling her out on a rolly stretcher, the mom. 
and we have the back of the ambulance scene. You've seen it where at the mm-hmm. end of the movie mm-hmm. they're sitting mm-hmm. in the back of the ambulance. Of course. And Martin says, you came back. And Brett says, of course. Martin says, so did you, referring to Becca. And they basically decide that they are going to be a little family together, the three of them. Uh, There's then like kind of a sound from behind Becca in the ambulance and she kind of jumps and Brett's like, it's okay. I got you guys. Okay. And Becca says, we're never going anywhere. And they're all hugging. Mm-hmm. Oh, I kept waiting for another thing to happen. <laughs> I nope. was like, I don't trust this. I don't trust this little happy family. Nope. Happy ending. Well, kind of. I mean, well, you know, yeah. their mom sort did of. shoot herself in the head. So. Sure, 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 sure. But now, but you I know, see now we're yeah, splitting yeah. hairs. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. So, oh, oh, do you- do I need to total your scores? Probably I was just not. Like, okay, They're I'm not. done. It's Goodbye. Not great. So I don't think it was that bad. All right, let's see. Okay, for your dead or alive's, you can have three out of eight or two out of seven. Which do you want? Um, who was half dead, half alive? Okay, so the one cop that we saw with no eyeballs, yeah, dead. Yeah. Cop number two, I went and rewound it. Just disappeared. Didn't die. We didn't see her alive at the end. I, I do not know where she went off to. I'm going to go So I wrote say... cop one and cop two when I was like taking notes. And then when I went back, I was like, where did that cop go? So I don't I'm know. I'm going to go ahead and say similar to that line, um, this happened one hour ago. Yeah. You could have just uh, taken that cop out of there. Just could have just not had that as a. Yeah. a question i would have just been like oh one cop cop True. number one so you're saying you would like cop number two because you, you would don't like know the two answer out of, you would like two out of seven i would is what you're saying because you okay. don't know the answer so don't ask the question i ma'am. i will reverse peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> okay let me tell your points <laughs> hi sammy's so we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streams, polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Dead or alive, you got two out of seven. <laughs> Thank you for that's, questions. That's a fair <laughs> uh, score. For questions, you got 13 out of 22 for a total of 15 out of 29. That's like half C's. So, mm-hmm. not the worst, but not great. Oh, but that is far from the worst, ma'am. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was lights out. Interesting. There was a lot of running up the stairs instead of out the front door in that, for sure. Uh, I I love this about our podcast. I'm just telling you the, a story. Like, I there there's a little bit of judgment if I come across something where it's like, you've now made my story harder to tell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that about our podcast. Uh, 
If it was a review podcast, this would not have gotten five stars. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember hearing that about this. Um, that it was a bit of a disappointment, especially because that uh, YouTube video was like yeah. viral. like, And it, it was yes. so well done. But it's hard. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to create a two-hour movie out of a, a you know, 60-second yeah. idea. So here's what this felt like. Um, and I get it. Here's the thing is like, I really understand why this was difficult. But what it felt like was we have a viral video. Right. It's a flash in the pan. We you have need to capitalize to it. Make it. Yeah. So they wrote a script in a weekend. Yeah. And shot it. Yeah. And that is how the script felt. The script felt like. Yeah. It was thrown together it and then we cut yeah. some things out and then we move some things around and then there were. <laughs> mistakes happened exactly. or something yeah uh yeah. yeah it sounds like it was thrown together that makes sense though yeah but it does i mean that's really tough if you're trying to capitalize on something that went viral you have about 40 seconds to right. get it together yeah so. yeah 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 well you did a great job i had fun i mean Thank you know you. i stopped I really living inside like, it still but um yeah and i feel like you like if you had been with those characters you would have been like guys guys seriously guys. I have plans, okay? We have information. I have used that information to devise a plan. Yeah. There were some weird, done. weird choices and things happening. Yeah. That didn't make sense. And things that could have been easily cut out that, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. But, but um, it was fun telling you. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, they're not professional stayer or livers like we are. They're not. Not any, not everyone can be. So we have an episode of Kim and Kat's Survive the Cellar coming out this Monday. <laughs> this upcoming Monday, it's going to be with the one, the only, Madam President, Queen herself, Barbara Crampton and Travis Stevens. Yes. Yeah, so we will find out if they will survive the cellar. They have a movie coming out called Jacob's Wife. And uh, so we talked to them about that. And they uh, they try to survive the cellar. And it was uh, a very adorable episode. It was. Also, <laughs> I'm really glad you were the one to say the name of the movie. Because as you were saying it, I was saying it in my head. And I was like, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> Jacob's wife so um, yeah give that a listen please give it five stars um, and write a review that would help us so much um, so much do it for this one if you haven't done it already we love you yeah. guys um, yeah follow us on all the things at KK Sam podcast you can follow survives the seller at KKSTC podcast and, uh, um, join, join our, our Patreon. Patreon we've got good mm -hmm. shit and it's fun. So much fun shit. Yeah. Uh, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay, stay alive. alive. Ghosted me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>